Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology, and first daily Mormon history podcast. I'm Rick Bennett. I'm excited to continue our conversation with Bob Roylance. He's the author of the Yucatan Theory of the Book of Mormon. So we'll talk more about that, and we'll also compare it to one of the other important models, which is Heartland. Check out our conversation. Well, you know what? This, this brings up the first thing that Heartlanders are going to call you on, uh, as well as some yeah. non-believers. Yeah, we're, we're all also. by ourselves on this. It's <laughs> <laughs> called the two Kimura theory, where basically, oh, yeah. so you're saying the final battle was in the Yucatan Peninsula? Yeah. And so then a Heartlander is going to say, well, how did they get from Mexico or Yucatan to, how did the plates get from there to the Hill Kimura in New York? Oh, he had, what, 40 years? Okay. You know, uh, Mormon gave went into his stash of, of uh, records and pulled out these plates. And he gave them to him like, like, you better get out of here before you're killed, you know. And you've got 40 years to get to Hillcomore. <laughs> to the other Hillcomore. <laughs> and so, in, the, in New York, you know. Mm-hmm. And who knows how he got there. He, he could have been in all kinds of ways, you know, via the water, via walking, via spiritual ways, I don't know, you know. Well, those so, plates get kind of heavy, I don't Yeah, so there's plenty of, there's plenty of legitimate reasons how he that could have happened, I think. Okay. And so, so that's not something that bothers you? Oh, no. Because the Heartlanders love to say, there's only one Hillcomora. Yeah. Well, if, 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 if you read that scripture where he hands them this, the, the records, if he didn't intend him to go, then he would say, hey, this is where the records are, so... You take care of them. But he handed them the records, the important ones, and said, get, you know, essentially said, get out of here. You know, so he did. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it just makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's a place where the Heartlanders are going to be like, nah, we don't agree, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that's what's fun about this is everybody yeah. disagrees <laughs> with each other on certain points. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so what else can you tell us about uh, Yucatan as, as being the Book of Mormon lands? 
Well, the Yucatan, you get up in Chetmol Bay, uh, that, I think Chetmol Bay is where the Jaredites landed, or close to that. You know, Chetmol Bay, and where's that? That's that's in the the very corner of southeast Yucatan. So, so are you proposing an Atlantic crossing for Lehigh instead yeah. of a Pacific? Mm-hmm. Oh, so there there you're on board with the Partlanders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I when I look at the journey of the Pacific, I just say, there's no way that can happen. You know, you got to go over Mongolia, Russia, China. I don't know what, no, not, I'm not sure what they do. But that is, that would be so historic. It was, it's like twice as long as the Atlantic Way. Oh, well, just the land, yeah. just the land. That would be so historic. But there's nothing said about it in, in the Book of Mormon. There is absolutely nothing said about that trip. Have you followed George Potter at all? No. You know who George is? No. So one of the things about, the, I, I know the Ashtons are another group. Um, they think that Lehi and his family went down the Frankincense Trail into Oman. Yeah, yeah I buy that. Took a left turn into Yemen, basically. Yeah. And then uh, then the question is, did they go across the Indian and Pacific Ocean, or did they go down around Africa and over to Yucatan or Florida, as Heartlanders mm-hmm. think? Um but so, I mean, the the, the Meso guys sounds like I think they hugged the coast of India and China and everywhere, and then jetted across the Pacific. But that's twice as far as going around Africa and over to Florida. Or yeah, I, there's a lot of uh, people that believe that very very clearly believe that. But uh, one of the things that because the traditional Meso theory is it was Pacific crossing, but you you don't buy that. Because one of the reasons I don't buy it, because there's one scripture that tells about the first landing. And the first landing is by the Hill Cumorah. So that blows up that theory because they had to land over there somewhere on the Mexican coast. And the Mexican coast is a pretty rough place. It's not the paradise, the choice land above all others that you find where you find in Belize. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why that doesn't work. One of the criticisms of ours is that 354 days, something like that, it took the, the, the Jaredites to cross. Typically, that shouldn't take that long. And so that's one criticism. But I think that... Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, I know. <laughs> I don't think you follow my podcast. I, I interviewed a guy named Philip Beale. Yeah. And he circumnavigated Africa, and it took him over two years. So one year, 354 days. No, this days. is going through. Uh, uh, the, I show them, uh, the, the Jaredites went north, directly north, or northward. The, the, the term is northward, so it could not have, not necessarily direct. They hit the Black Sea. They built some some uh, barges there, probably a, a trial run, to barges, you know, to get them to in the Europe. Then they went uh, probably by Switzerland and then end up at the northern side of Spain. Where there's big, tall pine trees. Through the Mediterranean Ocean, is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. No, they went around the other, through the land to the, uh, see, they had to go up through the Black Sea. And that put them in, in Europe, in kind of middle Europe. Okay. So they just, from there, they just went there to northern uh, Spain. Oh, and then they took off from and Spain. There, and there's an there's a unusual mountain there for the, to get the stones, and also there's, a bunch of pine trees that are really tall and straight, and uh, 
they could build the ships. And, to me, that's not a big issue. I, they could have gone other ways, but it, 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 that is a possibility, you know. Uh, but they 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 hooked onto the North American current that took them towards the Canary Islands. Then they hit the Canary Island current. Right. I believe that because that's such a that is a rapid rapid currents that they probably you know they had all kinds of animals and bees and and all kinds of you know uh, I don't know how they did it if they've been up for three hundred some odd days. So I, I think I, it took Philip because he he went along the Mediterranean and down by Spain, the Canary Islands, and over, and it took him nine months. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that is a problem for somebody, you know, then the Canary Islands could be an answer. It doesn't say they did, but you know that whole how many years were the Jaredites? You know, uh, golly, uh, two thousand years, and, and there's only about. Few chapters devoted to the yeah. to the to the to their uh, to, to what the, their activities. Mm-hmm. Most of the chapters are filled with uh, with theology and spiritual comments, but there's a few chapters that tell about their travels, and they could have easily left that out, you know. Hmm. But that's anyway. an important part of the story, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can you can take it any way you want, you know, on, on that one if you're if you're going from that way. But the currents, the the South Caribbean currents, just takes it right into to Belize. Right. Boom. Right there. Okay. So uh, that that part is really uh, neat, you know. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay. So. Um, all right. So you believe in Atlantic crossing, and then um, they ended up in the Yucatan Peninsula. So both Lehi and the Jaredites did that, basically. No. no. Lehi came around through the, uh, the, the, uh, the Pacific. Pacific. Oh, they, I thought they you probably said, followed the islands. You know, there were some islands. Oh, I thought you said he didn't go through the Pacific. Oh, Lehi? Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about Muley, or I'm talking no, not Jaredites. So the Jaredites went across the Atlantic, and yeah. Lehi went across the Pacific. Yeah, and the Muleykites went across the Atlantic. And so that, yeah, so. But is, that's twice the distance, right, across the Pacific, the, the Atlantic? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a long, I mean, by the time you figure all that land bridge, I mean, that land, and then all that Pacific, uh, a huge, huge journey. <laughs> it's yeah, massive. well, so the Ashtons and, um, and George Potter both believe that Nephi built a harbor in Yemen. And the question, I believe that, too. And the question is, did he go... Through the Pacific? Oh, I don't know. Or around Africa? The Heartlanders are going to say around Africa, and well, the Mezzo people say Pacific. No, no, but uh, I yeah. thought you said that Lehi landed on the east side of the Yucatan. Didn't you say that? No, that's the Mulekites. That was the Mulekites. Yeah, yeah okay. I would have to. I would have to, to be to, to support the uh, the Pacific on the on Lehi. Because that, even though that, it's twice the distance, yeah. Even, uh, because uh, the whole model, my whole model, is dependent on the fact that they arrived at the Pacific coast. My whole model. Couldn't they have just done what the Jaredites did? The only why, thing why they could have done, problem? if they went on the Pacific somewhere, uh, they'd have to go down around the, the South America. 
get into the land. Because here's the problem. So Philip Beale, I'll have to send you that a link to that interview because that was pretty interesting. He's an English guy who wanted to recreate this uh, trip around Africa um, and because he had heard that uh, Herodotus, the ancient philosopher Herodotus had said that the ancient Phoenicians circumnavigated Africa and it took them three years. Uh, so Philip wanted to redo that. And so he, in 2009, took off from, well, he actually went from Syria through the Red Sea and everything. I mean, not quite exactly what Lehi would have done, but close enough. And then he went around, and when he got down to Cape Town, South Africa, the winds just automatically blew him practically to Florida. He was only 300 miles from Florida, but his purpose was to circumnavigate Africa. And so he, all he can do to turn the ship around and sail back. And so he did. It took him two years and two months. Um, but, but the Heartlanders are saying, well, if the winds and the currents just take you to Florida, that's, an e- that's a much easier way to go. And I asked him specifically about a Pacific crossing. And if you're using a sailboat, this is what he said, if you're using a sailboat, it's, it's best to go west. So that would be, mm-hmm. you know, from Cape Town, you're going west to Florida, basically. And so, and the currents and the wind just automatically take you there. Um, and so if you're starting off, I mean, even if you wanted to say Lehi got to Japan, the wind's against you. It's not, and, and I asked him about the equatorial current, and he's like, well, that's like a mile an hour. <laughs> the wind's going to blow you backwards more than the current's going to take you forwards. And so he really said that a Pacific crossing is really not feasible. That if you're going to get to America from the old world, you pretty much have to go through the Atlantic Ocean. Pacific's almost impossible. I don't know that. You know, there at the proposed landing site, Le- Lehi's landing site, there's pr- quite a bit of evidence that he was there. And then, of course, my uh, my uh, belief that Salamah Valley is the land of Nephi, which is about 150 miles from the uh, site where they landed. On the west coast? On the west coast. So that all fits really well. I mean, there's the tree of life thing that, that has a lot of... Uh, well... Do you have a map of the Yucatan that you could pull up really quick? Because it seems to me the Yucatan, it's in the Gulf of Mexico, and um, it's going to be hard to get to the west coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, especially unless you're coming from the Atlantic Ocean, isn't it? Okay, so as, as we're looking at that map, if you're saying that Lehigh landed on the west coast of the yeah, Yucatan right, right in here. Oh, so that's not really the Yucatan Peninsula. That's more like, what is that, Guatemala? Yeah, well, that's on the line. It's right on the line of Mexico and Guatemala. Okay, I was misunderstanding that then. Okay. Because I was thinking you were up by Campeche or whatever that is. Well, that, that's the Mulekite. And the Jaredite and the Mulekites came from the Atlantic side. Okay. The Lehites came from the Pacific side. Well, Lehi took the longer, harder route then. If, and that... That just doesn't seem... I mean, after talking to Philip Beale, (laughs) he convinced me a Pacific crossing is like crazy hard. Like, Mm -hmm. and you can't do that with a sailboat. So, but you still, you think that's what happened? Well, 
I guess that is one point I agree with uh, all the other people, uh, the, uh, the Best America people. I, I kind of gave him that as a... I, okay. I, I never really studied that. And so, so he started out in Guatemala, and then they just went up... The, so that was allowed southward, and then just oh. went up into the Yucatan Peninsula? Oh, okay. Okay. The, the, you, you, the question is what? So he started out in Guatemala, right? Yeah, right here. Okay. Nephi did. Nephi, and then that's the land southward, and then they went up to up into Belize and well, the, 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 the land of Nephi would be right in this area here. Okay. And then the land of Zarahemla would be here. Okay. And then they then the uh, the three fifty treaty, where all of the Nephites had to go north, it would be right from here on up. Okay. And then the final war would be in this area here. Okay. So that's that's how my model fits. All right. But I, but both both the Mulekites and the Jaredites came into here, and the currents here are, are very favorable for that landing right in here. Okay. And right through here during the uh, the early days of the Jaredites, there's a lot of some of the earliest settlements in the in the Yucatan. Right in here, or in the in Central America, some of the very earliest settlements. They're in the form we call a formative period. Okay, and to me, that's a very powerful, a very powerful uh, piece of evidence. Okay. If only we could find a sign that said Nephi was here. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the, I've never paid much attention. I I went to that that site, you know where they landed. I was there. And I saw the, uh, the possibility of a temple. Mm -hmm. Solomon's temple is uh, about the same. Well, size. that's another question I have for you because it seems like most of the temples, in fact, as you look at there, they've got a, a big pyramid there. Yeah, Chichen Itza. Yeah. That doesn't look like um, a Semitic temple, does it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you look at, at some of those Old Testament videos, you know, you, they've got the tabernacle. In fact, I think at BYU right now there there was a big display of the tabernacle. I think getting ready for Easter or something, and it looks nothing like the yeah. the step pyramid. Yeah. So the architect, because Nephi said he built a temple like under under Solomon. Well, that wouldn't be a pyramid, would it? Well, okay. The the temples Nephi and the, the Nephites hardly they didn't they didn't build any of these kind of things. It okay. been the Jaredites that would build them. And so they came from a different culture than the Nephites. Okay. So all the step pyramids are Jaredite pyramids? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any pyramids that are... In fact, in Sabal, well, there's a few little pyramids there. Maybe they kind of got... And they were uh, constructed probably by the Mulekites while they're there. But uh, so all the architecture we have are Mulekite and Jaredite. They're not Nephite. Well, I think in Sabal and in uh, Nichinchich, you know where we showed those cities. Uh, I think that's Mulekite or Nephite type. Okay. But they're they're still kind of step pyramids, aren't they? Or, or maybe I'm mis misremembering. Well, there's some pyramids in both. Uh, one there's one pyramid in Chichen Itza or in. Uh, 
Each in church, yeah. In Sebal, there's a few small pyramids. But those could have been... Uh, uh, we need, I think we need more information on the timing of when they were built. Because a lot of, a lot of pyramids were built after the demise of the, the Nephites. A lot of other temples were built after that. Okay. So there needs to be a study of the timing of how those temples... Now, there's also some temples built before Christ. But that's up, that's up in the northern part. But that's a good question. That's a real good question. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Bob Roylance, author of the Yucatan Peninsula Theory of the Book of Mormon. In our next conversation, we're going to talk about the location of the Hill Cumorah. Where does Bob think it is? Hill Cumorah, and my, my Hill Cumorah is only 10 miles north of Lamanite. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that to me, to me that whole area there where the uh, Hutterites are it would be the, the Nephite land where they had villages and cities. And things. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, subscribe on either Patreon or at GospelTangents.com. For just $5 a month, you can hear the entire audio uninterrupted. On our $10 tier, if you'd like to see the whole video, you can see that uh, either on youtube.com slash gospel tangents, or I've got a special Facebook group devoted for uh, full videos. So subscribe at gospeltangents.com and uh, sign up for just $10 a month. For $20 a month, if you'd like to get some bonus content, uh, maybe some of the stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor, you can sign up for that. And then if you'd like to talk to me for $100 a month, we'll, we'll do a monthly phone call on something like Zoom, and you can ask me anything you want. So thanks again. Also, don't forget about the merch, mugs, t-shirts, um, hats, things like that. I'm trying to get the ties up there. Hopefully I can get up, up there. And uh, thanks again for watching Gospel Tangents. And click here for some more videos. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.